When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on, we're on ESPN app. We're on your smart speakers. Download the podcast. We get credit for downloads. Download the podcast. Yes. Download the podcast. That is correct. That's correct. Jay, what did you do? What did what did you do yesterday after work, Jay? Uh, yes, I took a nap. I took oh. one of those naps, Key, after I did first take and I did Sports Center. I got back out to the crib like around 1.32. Well, you ever have those naps where you wake up like 20 minutes later with drool on your pillow? Like, damn, what? where am I? Man, I had one of those Fused. the other day. Yes. I had one of those the other day because, you know, I got to go to bed super early out here because of the show. And I was so tired. I had one of those wake-ups. So I go. I went to bed like probably I don't know seven or six thirty seven. But I had one of them nine o'clock wake ups. Felt like I was asleep for like twelve hours. Man, I jumped up. Oh, I wish you could have seen me. I was scared as hell. I'm like, and I happened to realize, oh, it's only nine o'clock. What am I doing? But I didn't realize it was nine p.m. I thought it was nine a.m. You know, when I jumped up, I was like, oh man. One of them drool on the side of the mouth. <laughs> I had to try hours. to find clothes. <laughs> and then I realized, what the hell am I doing? Man, I'm not, I got yeah, I got to go back to sleep. I still got about four hours to go. You ever get woken get up every by one someone? Of those four hours, in kid. one of those type naps, you get woken up by someone, and you're trying to pe- they're talking to you, and you're trying to piece together who they are, who you are, what are they doing here, what time is it, what coast are you on? I tell my <laughs> wife that all the time. Like, you can't wake me up from a nap or talk to me about something really serious right when I'm about to go to bed. No, like, that hey, ain't the... I'm here to talk. I'm like, I, 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 I can't, I'm in no capacity right now. Can I register what you want to talk right about? Before you're no, the, the, right before you go to bed? Right before and the nap. When I wake up from a nap, I just I can't. The before is the worst, guys. Like when you're like, wait, it's, it's settled down time. Well, the, the worst it's about this whole thing, down. Key, is like my wife's like, oh, it's, it's 8 o'clock. 8.30, Let's, we haven't talked all day. We put down the kids. I'm like, there's nothing to talk like about. This feels like midnight right now. No, nah, the worst, though. You're saying there's some upside to the job? What is it? <laughs> the worst is the landscape, though. See, when you know your gardeners come at a certain time and a certain day, and then other people's gardeners are there when you try to take a nap, and they're there for like 30 minutes making noise and loud, 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 loud. I'm talking loud. Lon Moore. Yeah, it's very relatable. What? I know everyone out there is going, I hate it. I know, I, for one, I hate it when the gardeners, when the neighbors gardeners come. No, I'm saying the, land, the landscape, man. I can't, <laughs> hey, man, I work hard. I can't worry about that. I'm just telling you, when I go to sleep and they're making that noise, it's difficult. What time they come into your house to do the lawn? I'm, I'm, Keyshawn, my, my, I'm Keyshawn Johnson. Damn it, I just took a dip later, in the pool. It's time uh, to sleep. Mine comes later. What, I'm, what you think? I'm out there. Uh, uh, raking the damn leaves. Come on, man. The people that's listening, the people that's listening to our show, the people that's listening to our show, 
across the country, whether it's Memphis, L.A., New York, or whatever, it ain't no damn well all three of us ain't cutting no damn lawns. Key. So let's stop trying to act Key. like that. Key, on the weekend. I got a little business you, on the side. What are you, you talking outside? about? Do you go outside with the robe and the slippers on? Are you that person in the neighborhood? No, nah, hell no. I don't even want people seeing me. Okay. Why I, would I I'm go not, outside? I, I'm that guy. I pull in my garage and get, close the door so fast. I'm going to get the like, mail. I'm wearing him? the robe, the slippers. Like, this, yeah, this, what's up? No, nah, them dudes come in the middle of the day, though. They be in there cutting and doing It's just loud. One but thing anyway. everyone in New York knows, Key, and you've lived in New York, is it's not the gardeners, but there is construction Everywhere. in the city. Oh it does. There's someone in your building renovating something. Always it's the, something. You know, street across the street. Dun, 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 it is dun, dun, unbelievable. Dun, dun, dun. I once lived across the street from a Con Ed plant. Uh, in in Stytown, and the they were doing construction three thirty in the morning, da, 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 like you were in a war zone. <laughs> Yo, Matt, there was nothing Matt, to... Max making fun of me and my gardeners. I don't even want to get on his ass. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why I'm a man of the people, Key? What are you talking? Yeah, Keyshawn J. Will and Max sure. is pre- presented by Progressive Insurance. Man of, man of the people. I'm gonna have some people following you now. <laughs> some rich show people. You, man <laughs> Tell me about where you used to live in L.A. That's like, right. Uh, I lived in Bel Air, and right, I didn't right apologize. And man. he's man of the behind people. the gate, behind Got another it. gate, um, <laughs> behind the gate, behind another. Gate. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mike McCarthy, guys, is returning to the Cowboys, right? And that means there will there will only be one coaching change in the lowly NFC least. And the least of the least are my beloved New York football giants. Brian Dable is very high on the Giants GM uh, candidate Joe Shane's. Did I say it right? I always you said it right. Joe Shane. Joe Shane. Right? Got it. Joe Shane's list of prospective head coaches. Shane is the assistant GM in Buffalo where Dable is the OC. Key, what are you thinking about a Shane-Dable combo? What do you think of the potential of that? I think it could be good. I think they could sort of mimic what Buffalo has going on right now with Brandon Beam, who came over with the, from the Carolina Panthers along with Sean McDermott. Now, look, as I've always said before, it's not about the general manager and the head coach. It's about the general manager's lieutenants, and it's about the head coach's assistants. If they can't get that right, I don't give a damn who you hire. If they can't get that right, they're not going to be able to scout correctly. They're not going to be able to find talent, and the coaches aren't going to be able to coach him up if he doesn't have the right coordinators and position coaches. So it, it's it's all cool that they like Shane and Dable, and it might be a good combination, but if they don't hire the right people, why it works in Buffalo is because of Brian Dable and because of Leslie Frazier. And, and Brandon Bean has a guy like um, Joe Shane as his assistant general manager. So you see, you see where that pattern leads to. If you're hiring the right people, then you're clearly – on to something. But if not, you know where that goes. Well, let's take it one step before you get to the hiring process because here's what I like about the combination if they come to the Giants. Number one, you're pressing the reset button, but you're not doing it from scratch. There is familiarity that these two have from working with each other for so long. So that that whole process of can you mesh, can you hit the ground running – you kind of expect that now due to the time they spent together. And there's the way you scheme, Max. Like, being, being with you 
you know, now I understand how you think. I understand your cadences, you know, what your natural moves are. And I think that can pay major dividends. Just Max. Agree. Yeah. Mac, Jay, Max, okay. both of y'all, giant heads, mm-hmm. literally. Um, since Tom Coughlin, mm-hmm. give me the rundown of the coaches. Pat Schumer. Yeah, we're on our th- we're going into our third. So it was Pat Schumer. No, it wasn't. It was McAdoo. Oh, sorry, you're McAdoo. right. Fourth yeah. already. Oh, fourth. yeah, because right. So it was it's, McAdoo. It's three changes. Yeah. What was it? McAdoo, Pat Schumer, Sh- McAdoo, Schumer, Judge, and now here we are. So okay, so so since Tom Coughlin, mm-hmm. you've hired three first-time head coaches, even though Pat had it a short stint in Cleveland, like a cup of coffee. Yep. That does, I don't count that. Mm-hmm. Now you're willing to go back to a first-time head coach? No, this is, my, this is my issue. I hear what both of you are saying, and I think Dable and Shane, I'd love them as, as certainly coordinator in GM. This is my question. Just because you can position coach – or be a coordinator. And, Key, this goes to, I think, one of the reasons you like Mike McCarthy. That's not exactly the same thing as being a head coach. I don't know if Dable can be a great head coach. I don't know. There's risk involved. Um, but certainly, but here's the only risk. Yeah. Here's the only risk, Max. Is if he – okay, so Mike McCarthy failed. We could all agree he toward the end in, in Green Bay kind of failed. So he gave up play calling duties to take the Cowboy job. I personally don't like that. Brian Dable is being hired because he is a good coordinator and turned the quarterback around. He needs to stay doing that and hire the right staff around him to be successful, a la uh, McVay, Sean Payton. Do Do what got you there to get the job in the first place. Don't start surrendering everything. Right. I, and you're big, on, you're big on what exports across the league to different teams offensively are coaches who actually play call. That will show you whether they can, they can replicate their success, you know, in other places, whether it, it transports. Um, do you think – but that, that's, that's from the point of view of well, – well, let, let, let's turn that around – what do you think – what would Dable have to show you to make you think he could be a successful head coach? Well, first of all, for him not to, again, keep your play calling. One of the first things – and Sean McVay will tell you this. One of the first things when Sean got hired by the Rams and we had our conversation, he asked me, you know, what, what is it that I need to do to be successful, Key? And I told him, I said, man, first of all, be yourself. Don't ever change. Don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to be John Gruden or Jay Gruden. Be Sean McVay. He's done that to a T. And don't give up play calling. He's done that to a T. Those are the two things that I would tell Brian Dable and the New York Giant fans and everything. You want him to be authentic and to who he is, not to somebody else. Don't be something you're not. Joe Judge just failed at that, right? You just saw that. And so that is what you need to do. Bill Belichick is going to be Bill. Parcells is going to be Parcells. Uh, and when you start trying to be something that you're not, you're not going to have success Jay, in doing it. Jay, that would that might lead to failure. But just if, even if you don't do that, doesn't mean you're going to have success, right? Like, 
you like Dable as the next Giants head coach? I mean, I'd rather have somebody with a little bit more of a track record. Like, I, I still – the name Brian Flores still sits there for me. Um, I know he's been associated with the Chicago job. But I got somebody like that who can inspire my team to fight on top of manage everything. I, I just think with where we are in this city, somebody who has that experience would probably be a, a better bet than somebody that you're saying, hey, he could be – we can mold him to be the next – Great head coach. Yeah, Key, I think it would be great. Say- it would be wonderful to see uh, Brian Flores, a, a black man by way of, of Brooklyn in the Caribbean. Uh, he's of Caribbean descent. I think he's Haitian, um, if I'm not correct, both his parents, but he grew up and was born in Brooklyn. Um, it would be great to see the New York Giants hire a black head coach. There's no question about it who is qualified to do it. But I don't know that they're even looking in that area. Well, that sounds like, to me, they like the Buffalo Bill connection. But that's what we don't know about Dable. This is what I'm saying. And, Key, I think it was you the other day who said, hey, let them learn on someone else's time, right? Mm -hmm. Dable might turn out to be a great head coach. He's terrific at his job. But let let him take his lumps and learn on someone else's dime. And then you then grab him as a head coach if you can. Well, he Brian is learning. He is he is learning on someone else's dime. But he's not. He but not with head coaching experience. Brian Flores has head coaching experience. Oh, you're, saying for, you're saying for the Giants, you yeah, don't yeah. want him to learn oh, yeah, on yeah. the Giants' right, dime. Right, right. Go screw up the yeah. Jaguars or something. Yes, yes, exactly. And then let the but 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 like that he has the thing Flores that I don't know if Dable has. Dable might have it, but I don't know. But I know Flores has it. But right? see. It, but see, Max, it's it's you can go many different ways. Like I could go in the history of the sport, in most recent or whatever, and I could point to a lot of coaches that were first. Sean Sean Payton never been a head coach before the New Orleans Saints job. He was an offensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, he was relieved of his duties as an OC under Jim Fossil in the New York Giants. Remember that mm-hmm. he got under Parcells and learned how to be a different guy and got the New York uh, got the New Orleans Saints job. So you can't look at Brian Dable and just say, well, ah, screw it. I don't want to be the first time. I want to learn on somebody because you can miss on something. Sean McVay barely called plays for the Washington football team. Barely. And he the rest is history. Oh, I agree. Dable might turn out to be great and it might be good for the Giants. I it just makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. I like it but makes every me nervous. coach, but see, every coach that comes into head coaching responsibilities are first timers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single coach is a first timer. Not Flores. At some point. But I but I think if you're John Mara, right, with with what you've said before about how you've handled this, I think somebody that has the experience would help you just with public sentiment, in my opinion. Not that you make moves to public sentiment, but in a way, like you're saying, hey, I owe it to the fans to show you guys that I have to make up for what we've done over the past couple of years. So, um, you can listen to the Man in the Arena podcast, a 10-part series exploring how sports has an impact on our everyday lives through the lens of Tom Brady's career, brought to you by State Farm and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to run. Let, 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 we're going to run the point. We're going to get back to two major stories in the NBA. Five down flex. Five down flex. Jay's got five fingers up. That only means one thing. It's time to run the point. 
Just hours after Frank Vogel addressed his job security, saying, I don't feel like I'm under siege, the Lakers lost to the Pacers 111-104. Indiana outscored the Lakers 35-24 in the fourth quarter, and Vogel benched Russell Westbrook for the final three minutes and 52 seconds of the game for failing to execute a defensive assignment the way they wanted. Finally, that was the tipping point. Westbrook left the arena without speaking to reporters, and LeBron James did speak to reporters. Here what he said. Here's here's what LeBron said about Vogel's job status. I'm not in that business of, of uh, pointing fingers or, or pointing blame or trying to uh, put a quote at the end or at the start of somebody's uh, of someone's commentator of what they feel. You know, our coaching staff or, or Frank is or where Russ is or where I'm at or AD. Um, if it's not positive for me, I, I'm, it's not my it's not my lane. I'm not, a, I'm not a negative person. If you got something to, to ask me besides trying to about the iron spells. Jay Will, is Vogel being scapegoated here? Yes, he is. Uh, there's also a lot of onus on Vogel to make this work with what he's been dealt. But th- the one thing I've seen that I think is so hard when people are like, oh, you, it's all about the coach. Like, they don't have any effort, man. It, like, when I watch this team and I see it with LeBron to a degree, but there's not a sense of urgency key defensively with this squad where they just they're they're scrapping, they're clawing. And I think age, I think personnel, I think fit. There's a bigger issue now that's above like, you know, look, Jeff uh, Frank Vogel is a subsidiary of the Umbrella Company, which is where there's a bigger problem obviously with personnel that they selected to come on board this team, but I think Frank Vogel is going to be the first to go. Mm. 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 Yeah, I I I kind of agree with you Jay there. I think when you when you look at the situation, we talk about learning and understanding offense and defense, and they are still in a learning curve. But part of that is the ability to be physical, the ability to still be young, move around with those legs, and they're not there yet. So when you're out there on the floor thinking about what you need to do, you're not going to be successful at doing it. But, you know, you start Dwight last night, then all of a sudden Dwight's not playing. Like, what are, are you a bigger team or you're – you know, are you a, a faster-paced team? Are you a half-court team? You know, is LeBron at the five? Like last night, I saw Carmelo at the five. How are you defending Demonis Sabonis when they're punishing with points in the paint? Because you don't have any bigs. Because now you're playing smaller adjustments. But you can't play small when you can't shoot. So who are you? Identity and adjustments. Mm. Uh, a wild night in the NBA, guys. The top two vote-getters in the MVP voting last season, both bigs in this day and age, went off. Joel Embiid, who finished second and won our very own Alan Yates' personal MVP. Embiid was game for game, the best guy, but didn't play in enough games. He dropped 50 Mm. in a 123-110 over the Magic. 50 in 27 minutes. His plus-minus, I want to say, was like 24 or 27 in let's 24 plus 24 in 27 minutes. Nikola Jokic, who won the MVP, dropped 49 with a triple double 10 dimes in the Nuggets win over the Clippers, 131 28. Um, according to ESPN stats and information, Embiid's total in the time he played, 27 minutes and three seconds to be exact, was the second fewest minutes played in a 50 point game in the shot clock era to Clay Thompson, who's a three point specialist. And among other things, here's Embiid. Um, whenever I want, you know, I'm able to be shot. You know, whenever I want, uh, I'm also able to be Dirk, uh, Kobe, or MJ, uh, you know, or any guards, really. 
you know, shooting off the dribble or pull-ups or, you know, ball handling, just a combination of uh, everything offensively. So, you know, I was, uh, it was, I was okay tonight. I mean, a combination of Shaq and MJ and Kobe on offense, a big plus a guard. Well, I think I don't really see him resembling Shaq at all. I think just think people <laughs> see the size, right, and they say Shaq. Um, people will naturally say Elijah on because of the footwork, but his trainer is a guy named Drew Hanlon who also works out Jason Tatum, one of the best trainers there is in the game. And I've seen it, man. Like the footwork that they work on emulates exactly how Jordan – and Kobe play like the moves are exactly the same post up moves short pinch post uh the way they hit fadeaways the, the way they dip their shoulder into you to create space and he's having an MVP type year the question is after seeing the Detroit Pistons the other day essentially rumor was that they put out a trade package for Jeremy Grant Sadiq Bay, Kelly Olynyk, and the first round pick for Ben Simmons Daryl Morey turned it down right so a lot of people in the Philly camp seem to think that Daryl Morey is going to wait for the likes of a Dame Lillard or a James Harden to see how it pans out in Brooklyn. And the question that you start wondering, Key, is with these buckets and these points that Joel Embiid is putting up, you know, how long is this sustainable for Joel Embiid considering how you know, injury-prone he's been in his history that you're wasting a lot of this time by not making a move, by not trying to go for it because you're waiting for the right asset piece in return for Ben Simmons? Or just waiting on the right deal. Everybody yeah. like we like Ben Simmons at a certain level, right? But does everybody? And I always say you got to have two to tangle. Both sides have got to agree to something. You're asking me to take him, but you're asking me for something in return. I may not be able to. I may not be able to give you that something. Nor do I want to give you that. So when you start thinking about moving Ben Simmons, at some point, I think the Sixers are going to have to take whatever it is or else it's just going to be wasted and sitting on the sideline. And then, Max, the question goes, if I know you want to get rid of something, I I have the leverage. I know you want to get rid of it. I know what the situation is. He's a distressed asset. public, yes. And a distressed asset is less valuable. However, Dame Lillard may also be seen as a distressed asset. There may James Harden could turn into a distressed asset. There, we don't have knowledge of the future already, right? Or, or, or Daryl Morey could make the perfect move. He is taking some risk in the way he's handling this, but obviously he feels that the risk he's taking is worth the reward, and it would be riskier in terms of trying to win a championship to do it another way. But what if Time he's just tell. hard-headed? Yeah, could, it, it could be that he's just hard-headed, but he seems to me throughout his career, Daryl Morey, to be a very rational thinker. So, you know, emotion plays a part in everyone's decision-making, you'd think. It seems to me to play less of a part in Daryl Morey's, but again, time will tell. NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Mavs host the Suns, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. What impact will the weather have on the divisional round of the playoffs? That's coming up. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Aaron Rodgers is the original Patrick Mahomes. We can't take watching greatness for granted. Aaron Rodgers, MVP, all that is great. Last two times we saw him in the NFC Championship game, we saw losses. It's like this big drama series just to lose in the NFC Championship. Damian Woody with us now. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. What's up, D. Wood? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Doing good. Hey, hey, Damian, this, this was a topic of conversation before you were on the air during the commercial break. You know that big piano in your house that you always show when you're, uh, when you're doing hits from the crib? Yeah. Who yeah. Play, is that actually played by people in your house, or is that just, uh, hey, I want a piano. It turns into a piece of furniture. No, no, it's, play, it's actually played. Of course. Yeah, but not by you. Well, I'm le- I'm actually learning now. Oh, yeah, Damien's kids go to all the top schools around the country. He's not playing. Why games. you want to tell that man business? <laughs> he, what his he, kids listen, do? I'm something very proud. Be something to be very proud of. I didn't say which ones, um, but I'm talking about the top ones. All right, it's going to be cold in Green Bay on Saturday, uh, Damien. How much do you think the weather is going to have an impact on that game, Packers 49ers? Well, listen, I think. Um, you know, you always have to worry about security. The key, the key knows this. When it's really cold, the ball is slick. So you have to worry about that if you're, you know, quarterback center, guys that handle the football. But, I, you know, I don't think San Francisco is going to have a problem with it at all because their style, their style travels anywhere. Hot, cold, wherever, it doesn't matter. To the moon, they can, they can play anywhere because they play a physical brand of football. They run the football. And uh, they're going to make – they're going to protect Jimmy G, try to protect Jimmy G from himself in that game. The key is going to be, you know, how the San Francisco defense, particularly their secondary, is going to handle Devontae Adams and company because that's a weakness of the 49ers. You know, when you when you talk about the weather and all those sort of things and things being able to travel, uh, Woody, how bad of a matchup, though, is this for the Green Bay Packers? Because the Green Bay Packers defense, they're ranked 28th in red zone efficiency – which means up they're giving up the goods when you get in the red zone, whether it's touchdowns or field goals. They're allowing people to score points. And then on the flip side, the offensive side, Big Wood, the San Francisco 49ers are number one in red zone efficiency. So what type of matchup is this for the Packers? It's a tough one because, Key, the reason why the 49ers are so good in the red zone is because they can run the ball. And see what, and this is just for the casual fans out there. When you get in the red zone, that means the 20 yard line into the goal line, everything is condensed. So the easiest way, honestly, to score is to run the football, which the San Francisco 49ers do very well. And so when you're able to run, you can pass as well because teams are anticipating you um, running the football. So 
it's going to be something. This is going to be this is going to play a major factor in this game. They have the, the the Green Bay Packers. I'm talking about. They have to put the ball in Jimmy G's hand. That to me is a key is the key to this game. Make Jimmy G beat you. If you tr- if, if 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 you don't slow down this run game, I, I just don't think they'll win. Meantime, yeah. D Wood, Damian Woody here on Keyshawn J Will and Max ESPN Radio. Um, the Rams beat the Bucks earlier in the season. And now Tristan Wirfs and they got they got maybe two guys down who can play on the offensive line for the Bucks and Damian, that Von Miller uh acquisition is looking real good, especially with Floyd. I mean, because both guys are playing next to Aaron Donald. So what has to happen for I should ask for Brady to beat the Rams again this or or, or to get the to get the revenge this weekend. Well, listen. I don't think the Bucks are going to change what they do. They've all they've been a predominantly you know passing football team all year all year long. I don't think that's going to change. If those two linemen, Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen, out, that's a big big problem for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the last me- the last meeting um, when they, when they when they lost to the Rams, Brady was pressured sixteen times and sacked three times. That's unheard of for Tom Brady. So I think here's what has to happen. Even with both of those guys in there, I think Tom needs to change up the tempo, and I think he needs to try to wear those guys down with tempo. And, Key, you know this as well, man. When you go up-tempo, number one, you keep the defense out on the field. You're not able to substitute. And you, that's when your conditioning is at its premium in that situation. So I think that's what needs to happen in this game. You know, we're talking about all the, the – playoff games this weekend and one that comes to mind for me the titans the tennessee titans get derrick henry back which gives them a boost they're going to need it against joe burrow and company on the offensive side of the ball how does tennessee slow down that potent offense of the Bengals, big wood well key you know anytime you face a potent offense you got to cut the head off of the snake and what you do is is the pass rush. That's the weakness of the of the Cincinnati Bengals. They've given up what fifty one sacks. Joe Burrow's been sacked fifty one times. As great as Joe Burrow has played this year, the Bengals' offensive line is a weakness. And so the Tennessee Titans got guys that can get after the quarterback. Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons. Those guys are really good pass rushers on the defensive line. So the way you neutralize a prolific pass a passing team. Is by getting after the quarterback. Damian, the game that um, I'm most interested in in this entire slate is the Bills and the Chiefs because I feel oh, like absolutely. I feel like the bit like the Chiefs. Look, they, three straight AFC Championship games, two Super Bowls. They've won a Super Bowl. They've beaten the Bills. The Bills were designed to beat them. Now they've exercised the Patriots demon already. Right, beat them in the play. Beat the hell out of the Patriots. Now they get the Chiefs. And, Damian, I don't know if what the Chiefs normally do is good enough to beat these Bills, this Bills team. I think they may have to elevate over their normal standard to get by these Bills, but maybe they can. Maybe that's what rivalry does. How do you see this game? Yeah, this is, this is, this is what you, Max, in your vernacular, this is, a, this is a heavyweight bout right here. Two teams, very talented on both sides of the ball, two elite quarterbacks, skilled position players all, littered all over the field. And I think from the Chiefs' perspective, they got to contain Josh Allen. Josh Allen might be the most special quarterback 
in the National Football League, both with his arm and using his legs. They designed runs for Josh Allen. And so when he gets outside the pocket, man, he makes special things happen. So containing Josh Allen in the pocket, to me, is going to be paramount for the Kansas City Chiefs. Big Wood, let's play the blame game real quick. Who we blaming for the Cowboys one and done in the postseason? <laughs> I mean, listen, I talked about Mike McCarthy and his failures as far as situational football and, uh, you know, clock management and all that. But, Key, you in Dallas. You got the big star in your helmet. Where were the stars? Okay, C.D. Lamb, Zeke Elliott, Dak. I could go on and on. Got all those pass rushes on the defensive side. They didn't show up, Key, in the, in the biggest game of the season. Those guys did not show up. So I'm, I'm going to put it on the players, man. The players got to step up. That's Damian Woody, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, guys like Damian and Key, they take personal responsibility. That's why they're champions. Uh, I like to blame the coach, on the other hand. Like of course you blame do. Me. <laughs> you know they say when you point, don't point fingers, because when you point a finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. I splay my fingers apart so they, they miss me and they hit other people around the room scattershot. Thanks, D. Wood. I appreciate it. No problem, fellas. All right, sir. The See, great- there you go, Max. What's that? What'd I do? It's not McCarthy. It's the players. The next great dynasty in the NBA. You might be surprised by who it is. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Shake it. Take it or shake it. All right. So we're either going to take it or shake it here on KJM ESPN Radio. Evan, take it away. Yeah, and Take It or Shake It is brought to you by Granger. I'm just sitting here delaying, delaying as I pull up my Take It or Shake It. Wait for Jay to get back. Okay, the Bengals will be the only road team to win this weekend, Key. Take it or shake it. I'm, I'm just, let me, give me a second. Do you want me shake, to it. Okay. shake it! Shake it! Shake it! Shake it! Yeah, because I think the Rams are going to win. Me too. I think that uh, Cincinnati's going to win. Who else is going on the road? The That's it, huh? Shot. Those are the only two. Because I think Kansas City wins at home and Green Bay wins at home. So those are the only two. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Key. Uh, and, and, and I think the Bills have a hell of a shot to, ups, to, to, to win an arrowhead, too. But I, I think those two, too, same. All right, speaking of the Bengals, Burrow-Herbert is the next Brady-Manning quarterback rivalry. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Yeah. Shake it! I think both of them are great young quarterbacks, and Joe Burrow is playing in his second playoff game. But you reach for a, 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 a high um, – I mean, you just reached for the, the stars right there, Evan, when you said Brady and Manning. Now, remember, Brady and Manning saw each other every single year for a while. I don't know that Cincinnati and the Chargers are going to see each other every single year. Even when Manning was out of the AFC East, for whatever reason, the National Football League found a way to put those guys together. I'm going to I'm going to take it, but I am not saying it'll rise to that level. It's a hard level to attain, but given their age, the conference, and even in the sense that Herbert's going to put up stupid numbers the way Peyton did, but it just feels like Burrow might win more the way Brady did. You know, like I I think it's a pretty good comparison. It's not exact, but I get it. All right, so yesterday on Around the Horn, George Sedano said that the Grizzlies could be the next Spurs and win multiple titles with John Morant. So the Grizzlies could win multiple titles with John Morant. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Yeah, Jay, is Jay back? I'm yeah, here. Jay's right here. Yeah, I, I don't think so, Jay. I don't think that that's the case. And you know how I feel. I like Ja. I think he's great. But who's going there with him to play at that level? And is he staying in Memphis? See, this is this – is, I'll take it, Key – because as a real hoops junkie with some you know, West Coast games on late night, I found myself up just watching this team play in particular a lot more. Man, they have a lot of young, good pieces. Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams. You talk about DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain. Bain. They space the floor and they defend the key. They defend. They may not. These may not be names that people know now, but I am trying to tell you like the way they grind and the way they D, they're going to be in the conversation, man. Like, if they went to the Conference Finals this did year, you I would have been shocked. Did you hear what George Sotano said? To multiple what I'm championships. Saying is, it's multiple you know what? championships. I'm, a ta- like Jay, I'm with you. I'm, I'm take leaning it. towards saying there's with them growing together, Key, it's feasible. But multiple man. is interesting because Key's right. Normally, you have that guy in a small market for seven years, six to seven years, and then he wants out to a more glamorous market, usually. Do they have the chance to win two in that span? I think they do because I think John ja Morant has the is already almost playing at the level of the best player on a championship but, but, team, but, and they got a deep team. But I don't. But think about it this way, Jay, because you played in the NBA, you know the know. NBA in and out. When you're talking about the San Antonio Spurs, first of all, the Admirals a different type of dude. Tim Duncan's a different type of dude. Getting Mano coming over, that's different. A lot of things had to go F- right. It, fi- finding uh, Tony Parker, bringing him in, that's a diff- those are different personalities. So, therefore, San Antonio worked for those personalities. So, it was a I, perfect situation. Well, look, I, I'm not saying when people hear San Antonio, I, heard t- I just heard two different things, right? I didn't confuse San Antonio who won five chips 99, 2003, 2005, 2007, 2014. I'm not confusing that with winning multiple championships. Like two 
over the course of their time there. Like I, I can see them winning multiple championships. They just won. They just won twelve out of thirteen games. Jaws playing so at MVP get, level. What I'll so say they is gonna get through, they gonna get through Phoenix. They gonna get through. Well, no, Golden maybe State. not this year. They, they already but beat both those teams look, this year. I'm but them dudes ain't going nowhere. Look, neither is neither the is Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies. Maybe it's maybe they're ahead of schedule. Let's say they win one next year. That's entirely possible. That still gives him time to win another one before Jaws out of there. If he's out of there, Key, how long will CP3 continue to play at this level? He's up there in age, right? So I take CP3 off Phoenix that's in two years. That's, that's Jaws don't care. Jaws not the I, type I know, to care I, who's I, on what team. I know he's not. I'm just giving yeah. reasoning to where other teams are. Like Steph, Clay, obviously that will be a team to beat. But like, there's already dude, that already feels like a rivalry. All right, yeah. but follow, follow question play? here: yeah. Who has more titles going forward, Ja Morant or Giannis? Ooh. Going forward, doesn't count Giannis's from last year. I would say Giannis. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to not say Giannis. I just I, well, there's a lot of. Oof. I'm saying Ja. I'll say Giannis. I'll take Ja. Because Giannis was lucky to get the one. Like, if Brooklyn he doesn't it. get hurt, but he got it. But we're talking about going forward now. So when you look back, you're like, well, he already got one. Yeah, because of attrition and injury and stuff, they got one. Um, going forward, ja, ja is younger than Giannis? Oof. Yeah, not ja, by much. Not, not by a lot. <laughs> I know Giannis yeah. is pretty young. Well, how old is Ja? I know Ja came out two years ago. Ja. Yeah, but even so, even so, ja when you start talking about, season. when you start trying to ja, discount ja the 22. championship that Milwaukee Oof. won because of what happened in Brooklyn and this, that, and the other, who's to say Brooklyn going to stay the same? Yeah, Giannis right. 22 and uh, Giannis is 27. So he's got five, half a decade, B. That's a lot. But, but what I will say is who you surround Giannis with really matters, man. Like the shooters yeah. that he's surrounded with can go a long way. I'm not saying – Nobody, I think, at full health, if they were all playing, will beat Brooklyn. Let's be honest about that. Right. Between yeah, y'all, y'all, Kyrie, I KD love Ja, but y'all so prisoner in the moment. It's crazy. No, I still go no, Giannis. J- J- I mean, Ja is special. I'm He's still special. going Giannis is special. We were playing no take question. it or shake it. Kind of turned into a uh, digression on the Grizzlies. Enjoyed it. Let's get back to take it or shake it. Joel Embiid will win the MVP. Take it or shake it. Oh, man. Jay, go, because I'll follow you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Come on. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to shake it because Jay shook it. I, I, I think I, Yates, I know you're going to hate this. He's having a dope season. He's an incredible player. But I factor winning into this whole thing. And guess they are fifth without Ben Simmons. I hear all that. I need to see it sustained a little bit. I still give a slight edge to a guy like Ja or Steph or even KD. I mean, Giannis because of where they Hater. are. I yeah, see, I, I, don't think he, I don't think he go get it either because you know how I feel – I've never seen a guy outside of Westbrook that one year win an MVP when they wasn't in, like, the top three in their conference. Yeah. And they're sitting at five right now. I think Embiid has a good shot. I think Steph is the sentimental favorite. People want Steph to have, you know, to, to be back in the Warriors and everything. So I think he'll – but the way Ja is playing um, – and, and see, the thing about Ja is not only are they winning all the time and he has a good deep team and he's in the Western Conference winning – but his game is so spectacular looking. I think that he and but but Embiid will be right there. I mean, right now, honestly, guys, I would take Jokic over Embiid. Yeah, Jokic and is moving on. Need <laughs> defense in this Yates. Bing bong. That's for you, Yates. How good is Embiid's defense, Jay? It's gotten a lot better. It's gotten because its conditioning is a lot better. Right. 
Go Take ahead, Your Shake is brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Last one, guys. The Titans are underrated. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. I don't think they're underrated. I think they're rated right where they should be. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're right where they are. Now, if they win a championship, then we can revisit that statement. But I think people pretty much have a beat on it. They're fully healthy, though. Let's see. How do the Cowboys, speaking of overrated, fix their issues moving forward? That's coming up next. This fine program. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.